Hey, welcome to In Bed with Books, the podcast where we talk about smutty fantasy, classics, and more. I'm Melissa. And I'm Bethany. If you'd like to see more of us, you can find us on our website, inbedwithbookspod.com, or on Instagram at inbedwithbookspod. So thanks for joining us this week. Uh, what are we talking about today? Let's find out. All right. I spent like $80 at Ulta because I use that foundation where you use like the brush to like brush it in. And my brush was all gunky and gross. So I needed a new one. And then I asked the lady, I needed some new like, you know, primer for my eyelids. And she gave me Urban Decay. And I really like that. Yeah, I love Urban Decay's primer. Yeah. And it was like $17, which is nice. Yeah, I mean, that's fucking insane because you can get some cheaper ones. But also, like, it's one of the best ones. Yeah, and I I have sensitive eyes because I've tried to use, like, this other, like, concealer. And it Mm -hmm. just, like, fucks with my eyes and I can't do it. Like, I have to use a specific. Yeah, I would just, you know. I don't want to have a million products. So I was like, oh, I'll just like try this concealer. It's also possible that the concealer was not properly tested for being used near your eyes. This is like a warning. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause like, I know it's fun. I used to do that shit too. Um, and then I like found out that they can be tested specifically for, or they have to be tested specifically for that area. And if they aren't right. like you are also risking <laughs> PSA, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, pink eye. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> That's another issue. Don't that, use samples, no. everybody. Don't I, use testers. I got pink eye because Bunny sneezed in my no. face. Yep. Yep. That was years ago. God damn her. But I love her. So <laughs> anyways, but then, yeah. So I... But I also like can only use this one mascara because my eyes are really sensitive. For this, yeah, for the same reason. And like I've used like vegan for sensitive eyes, yeah. like all that shit, expensive mascara, and it still bothers my eyes. And so, anyways, so yeah, my eyes are just always sensitive. That sucks. Um, I'm just like trying to desperately fix my bangs. I feel like. Yeah, you're fine. I like that. I like that. This is that more tolerable. Yeah. It just they're in that awkward in between stage, and I'm tempted to trim, them, like to just chop them all off entirely. Okay. Um, just, just full on, just, just right at the base. No, what you need right to do right. is you need to sit on the kitchen counter, and your mom needs to come up with like the big regular scissors oh. and put a bowl. <laughs> i'm serious this is what happened to me and then you all of me like me and my sister and my friend like all of us we all subjected somebody else we all looked the same like we were just like and it was just like a rainbow (laughs) over our eyebrows yeah that's what you need in your life that sounds like the opposite of a solution i think you could pull it off i mean we've all fallen fallen victim to the uh Alta's cheaper so it's okay yeah mindset um i will also say you should look into eco tools brush shampoo because mm-hmm. that could help with some of your eye sensitivity if you're making sure that the brushes that touch your eye are always clean mm. but also 
it extends the life of your brushes which nice. is always nice yes yeah um i i'm really bad i mean like i say that like i'm good about cleaning my brushes i'm not i have it so that when like i have the energy and the spoons to do so i i you're wash my brushes yeah you're a makeup goddess yeah i say i mean more that, so like, than i am my wings I mean, people who shop at Ulta are like goddesses to me because I like only recently shopped at Ulta only because I work next to an Ulta. And like, I would just go to fucking Rite Aid. I'm a, I'm a white trash girl. That's not even white trash. That's just like, why do my eyes puff up when I use makeup? And it's like, well, no, that's white trash. White trash doesn't have Ulta (laughs) or Mac. Well, maybe don't shop at Rite Aid. (laughs) Maybe your eyes aren't that sensitive. Yeah, I mean, now that I now that I work next to an Ulta, I'm like, okay. Well, the thing is, like, Urban Decay too is like the higher end of Ulta. It's yeah. not even the higher end. It's like the the upper end of like their like middle class stuff. Yeah, because it was, it was. I got my a friend of mine got me into Origins. That was my first mm-hmm. like Macy's makeup experience. So yeah. I was just like obsessed with their foundation, and that's what I bought. And then they that's stopped making expensive it too. Yeah. But it was like, I would use, it would like last me like longer though Mm -hmm. than like a $8 cover girl. And, uh, then they stopped making it. And then the moment I moved to London, I found a bare minerals. Nice. Okay. Bare um, minerals is Covent Garden. Yeah. In Covent Garden. And I was like, I had just gone blonde too. And she was like, I was like, I need like a good like foundation or whatever. So she helped me out. And ever since, I mean, I, a creature of habit i'll just use yeah what works you know well that's, that's the thing too is like i have to remind myself sometimes because I, I do have sensitive skin like yourself mm-hmm. and so it's like once you find the thing that works you just have to stick with it yeah because you're you don't want to fuck up a good thing exactly exactly yeah like i i think i've kind of talked about recently is like i've been dealing with like a lot of hives yeah and we couldn't quite figure out what it was because I have really sensitive skin so the wrong detergent if a detergent company changes their uh formula formula whatever recipe um and so i did look up like did x uh detergent company change their mm-hmm. their formula and, and it turns out about a year ago <laughs> they did and this is when i really started to deal with the hives yeah it got really bad in the last few months but like it picked up about a year ago and i was like oh it must just be like long covid stuff mixing with my autoimmune disease yeah. or it's just like because I get really inflamed really easily. This is how it's showing up lately. And, and then the temperature's out... changing and then, and then Mercury like the, is the... in retrograde and like- Well, like I the know, temperature is like... changing, which will affect me. And then we've Everything. got the fucking, like the pollen is acting up. Yeah. So I think it was like genuinely a group of things that was doing it, but it was like this one thing that I thought I could use suddenly I can't use anymore. Yeah. Because fuck my life, but And then you yeah, have to so experiment, like... which is so scary. Because then you're well, like spending like, a lot of money on like. I went with this one because it was the cheaper version of what works for me, which means now I have to use the expensive stuff because I, I'm just too worried. I don't want to yeah. bother testing yeah. things out right now until like the yeah. pollen clears out and I don't wake up with hives every single morning, and I can like afford to like test because like if I try something out, if I start using something and it doesn't work, then that's like twenty dollars down the drain. Yeah, which sucks. I know. But yeah yeah it's cute because so yeah my... wash your brushes people <laughs> wash your brushes <laughs> sterilize yeah. boil put them in the what do they call those the 
It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, I know. It's okay. It's cute because Milo's like really aware of like what is happening with his body and stuff because he's just been like really mm-hmm. like more it's just been like more in tune and stuff with it. And so he's yeah. like, it's just cute because it's like it's fun when like men like start to like experience the same issues as you because they notice <laughs> it for the first time. <laughs> yeah. He's yes. like, he's like, oh my elbows are really like dry. And I'm like, oh no, you poor thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, do you want some lotion? <laughs> yeah. It's like, do you want to know? Like, I distinctly remember being in middle school the first time that somebody, no, I think it was beginning of high school when somebody like made a comment about dry elbows. And it's like that girl experience of like the switch turns. And it's like, oh, this is another thing. I'm going to add this to the list of things that I need to be concerned about. Oh, yeah. Let's file this under armpit hair and leg hair and mustache hair and uh, ashy skin. Yeah, eyebrows, because at that point I was also a lot tanner than I am now. So you could see when my skin got ashy. Um, Let's see what else. Uh, That weird part in the back of your hair, just listing off all of my, like, this is what would go through my head in the mornings. And fucking he's in his (laughs) mid-30s. He's just... Oh no, he had his own, he had his own issues, but oh yeah, yeah oh yeah. yeah. But like in terms of like the the gendering of of yeah, like, concerns, like skin, yeah, the least of his worries. Yeah, um, no. no, yeah. So he's just like, oh, my skin is itchy and stuff, and I'm like, okay, here's some lotion. Yeah, and also it's not you know I'm like it's not hives, you know you would know. It's yeah. like the weather's changing. It's hotter. You know, maybe you had too much cheese yesterday. I mean, it could be anything. Yeah. You're fine. Oh yeah. It's, it's and the fun. thing is like hives are just such a, like they're a response to something. Yeah. And so it's, it's like histamines. It, it's histamines yeah it's like it could yeah. be anything yeah. just fucking put on some lotion so i was like here's some i was like chill. here's some eczema cream which i use mm-hmm. and he's and i was like a little goes a long way and he's like that's code for it's expensive and i was like it is <laughs> yes it is <laughs> <laughs> it turns out that in italy celiac is actually very very common um mm. And so I used to be worried about potentially going to visit there. Mm. Like I'd be forced to go, but like the possibility of never being able to visit, you know, because right. all that pasta turns out it's extremely common in Italy to the point where if you properly file the paperwork, you can get a stipend every month to offset right. the cost of like gluten-free food. Like, why doesn't the States get on in on this? Cause like all of your citizens are sick, every single one of them. Yeah. So why are we, why are it's, we doing this to ourselves? It's because, it's because of the war and we yeah. overproduced. Now we are overproducing milk and grains and we got to get them out. Even fucking yeah. high fructose corn syrup. Like we have a, an industry dedicated to it and all yeah. they have, all they need to do is make money because capitalism. And it's like, well, and- but we don't need it. We didn't ask for this. We did not yeah. ask for this. And Milo's been on that rant. It's like every little thing that comes up, we're like, we did not ask for this. Yeah. You have pushed it upon us. And now we must. Now have it. my and little it's... container of pad thai has high fructose corn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <My little container. laughs> 
like <sighs> I okay okay so we're still I'm, I'm gonna keep going with this for another yeah. minute or two and I'm fine with this this yes, just I'm fine. for context before I continue today's episode is kind of loosey-goosey we're talking about, about like things that we're currently watching or reading just engaging with but it's like currently reading because yeah. we're just updating we're just chatting today really um yeah and then forcing, forcing what we want upon you guys this is a um, conversation not a discussion exactly yeah um so i've been following a lot of uh gluten-free and celiac accounts lately because i've been when you've got like an autoimmune disease like mine your relationship to food gets really fucked up sometimes and yeah. not for any other reason than like you have to just put so much more mental energy into eating mm-hmm. if i'm not eating at home then i'm eating at a restaurant and i have to check everything beforehand or if i am eating at home then i have to like make sure that i've got the proper ingredients and everything right um or that i buy the proper things from the grocery store i saw this fucking thing and now it's like terrified i mean i'm hoping that it wasn't real but like it was from a like a valid source I don't remember the account's name because I'm bad at account names, but it was for gluten-free pizza crust, I believe, mm-hmm. or like some kind of baked good thing. And it was marked gluten-free or like keto-friendly or some shit like that. I think it was marked gluten-free. And that's because the FDA only requires for mm-hmm. like a gluten-free label for it to be less than 20 parts per million, which typically that's fine for people you kind of if you want to gauge it yourself obviously but like that's that's okay um except that this thing was actually made with wheat it was partially wheat it was just that it was so little amount of wheat compared to the rest of the product that it came out to 20 parts per million supposedly i guess Mm -hmm. i can't imagine how that would come out to 20 parts per million but it also like on the one hand it makes me question that the 20 parts per million is actually a valid like scale or threshold for people that have illnesses like myself. Yeah. And two, it means that even if I see the gluten-free label now, I have to be concerned that yeah. it potentially still has wheat in it. It was it's just not a like FDA anymore. approved. Yeah. It, it isn't. It isn't. And that's fucking frustrating because it's a yeah. fad. And I used to be like, when I was diagnosed, it was kind of in the early years of like the gluten-free keto whole 30 diet and like so not i people just didn't take you seriously and yeah they didn't take me seriously but then i was also i benefited from the fact that yeah there was like three or four times as many gluten-free options at this point i could actually go into a restaurant i could ask for a gluten-free menu and just a year two years prior to that that would not have been the case yeah um but now it's like because it's a fad it's also been ruined for me and it's like the fad is i i used to just be like a a necessary evil kind of mentality with it and i'm like it's not necessary evil anymore it's just an evil and i hate it <laughs> because yeah. if it wasn't a fad then there wouldn't be a gluten-free thing with wheat in it yeah so so yeah. box moved over that's fucked off. up but yeah it is it's fucking frustrating well because so. that that and I don't want to get into the FDA, but it's, it's just, it's just for legal reasons. It's it not is. actually it for health for reasons. reasons. Yeah. 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 And like, don't get us wrong. Like we are not crunchy people on here. We're not like anti-vax, anything like that. But like the simple fact of the matter is like, if they can make that choice, if they can set a rule that means that somebody can produce a product that is mm-hmm. not actually safe, but that says it's safe for me, then their interest is not health. Right and simple yeah yeah so yes it's time to just buy 20 acres of land 
and live in a commune and produce our own food and not have chipotle just (laughs) for once a month have a chipotle (laughs) truck a chipotle truck yeah once a month just cater to the cater the commune yeah so today i went if you follow us on instagram Mm -hmm. you would know so i went to the bookstore they had every James Baldwin book except for no. If Beale Street Could Talk, no. which is funny because like, cause this is a pretty like, you know, they have like a whole like black history section and like yeah. race studies and stuff. So it's like a very like city bookstore and they like, so they had like two sections where he would, he would be. And they, she even looked in the system and was like, oh, it looks like we have three copies and they're like lost, I guess. Okay. So anyways, I, I ordered it. It's going to be here in two days, which I was like, okay, that's not bad. Yeah. So I'm excited. I was going to start reading it at the beach. That's okay. What are you reading instead? So I'm reading, um, Miranda Joy has a arc out right now. And I think the book releases on June 6th. Okay. And it's, she had her s- series, um, These Wicked Lies. I don't know if you've seen yes. that floating around yes. on bookstagram. So um, I think we had like, tr- did like a, we added it to one of our lists to vote or whatever. Yeah. Um, for a book club. And uh, so I've been wanting to read her for a while. I've heard good things. And uh, she was, she like posted like, oh, like I have this arc out, like get the book or whatever. So that you can read it. I was like, sweet. So I got it. And so this is her new series. I think it's like a tr- probably like trilogy or whatever and it's called a curse of <laughs> it's gone yeah. a curse of malice and mercy yes book one and mm-hmm. i'm really liking it actually it's been a while since i've been like oh i can't wait to like get into this you know yeah um that wasn't like for the podcast you know like ice planet barbarians is kind of just always on in the background <laughs> like that's kind of where i'm at with it like yeah it did, the novelty is gone i'm on like book eight it takes me like two days to listen to one you know because yeah. they're so small they're so short i think there's like 20 of them or something so that will always be there yeah and, and it's it's, a- it's still good but it's like you know how many it's like when you need a show for dinner and you're like yeah put on we'll put on parks parks and rec yeah the office like i've watched it four times by now but i know it it's exactly it's like i know what i'm getting and i'm there for it you know yep um so this one it really reminds me of it reminds me of two things it reminds me of a court of thorns and roses in some ways and um a deal with the elf king in some ways Ooh, okay a court of thorns and roses because like plot so far i'm only mm-hmm. like 25 percent in and um like it's like you cross the border it's fey that kind of idea mm-hmm. um and then and then she's trapped you know in yeah. the house <laughs> um and then it reminds me of a deal with the elf king because I feel like A Court of Thorns and Roses wasn't thickly fey, like, in the beginning. Yeah. Like, it didn't download a lot of, like, fey lore and stuff and, like... Yeah. It was as, very as, much just, like, wow, yeah. this house. 
Yeah, exactly. Like it was just this like mystery. Whereas I feel like this felt a little bit more like, oh, there's a shifter and there's, you know, there's like a little bit more going on. It's just like head first into it. Yeah. And like, um, like crossing the forest, she gets, um, she starts seeing hallucinations and stuff, which is a very fey thing. Yeah. Um, and this, I will say this, if you're interested in reading it, it is, I will say there are trigger warnings of like okay. violence. Um, like, yes, like it's very graphic. Um, okay. Which I, I kind of don't mind and I appreciate because sometimes it's nice to have kind of the grit with like the fairy tale. Yeah. Um, well, plus like, I, okay. I love when fairy things do that when they get more explicit with it because like they were always meant to be scary mm-hmm. like we really romanticize them today oh, but yeah. they, they were meant to be like horror stories they were meant to be like do this not that kind of stories yeah uh, literal like, literal fairy stories to like yeah. teach kids what to do and not yeah. to do lessons yes yeah 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 so it's good so she's and right now it's very interesting. I'm in the sweet spot where I don't know who the love interest is. Nice. <laughs> Cause there's nice. two guys. Okay. And at first I thought it was this guy. And now there's like tension between this other guy. And I'm like, I don't know if it's just me and me not picking up on things correctly, <laughs> or if it's like intended to be like ambiguous, but you know, I'm excited. Is it going to be reverse harem? I know I don't think so, okay. and it, and if it is, I'm totally Pleasantly for it. Surprised? Yeah. I'm totally for it. I mean, that's kind of what I'm. It's what you hope for, but I don't yeah, think exactly. I th- I don't think I read that it was. Usually, it's tagged as a reverse harm, but it could be like a. I don't know. I don't think it is. So yeah, so that's good. I'm only twenty five percent in, and I like it. Um, I mean, that's early on to be bringing in, like, a suspected second love interest. But then again, okay. I don't even know who it's actually supposed to be. I don't think the first guy was supposed to be. I'm not exactly sure yet. I I was was like, oh, he's hot. (laughs) I saw this art recently. By recently, I mean, like, earlier today. And it was a crack ship art for Feyre and Lucian. Uh Uh-huh. And I was just like, it would never have occurred to me that people shipped Feyre and him. But apparently yeah. some people did like they specifically like the art yeah. that I've seen. Cause I like, I went down the rabbit hole a little bit right? and I was like, everything I see is from book one. So it doesn't seem like they don't they want to understand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that like, it was her and him to start in this, in this world and not her and Tamlin. Um, mm. That never would have occurred to me. I just didn't see that. But I mean, and some people did in the first few interactions with him but then it gets like every like interaction it gets like kind of stamped out you're like okay maybe not maybe they're just friends so he he definitely got friend zoned so i don't know that is interesting that's the thing is like i never even i just assumed he like it never was a zone that he was out of you know what i mean like there was never a mediator mediary space for him to to be trying to get out of he was just always the friend zone for me always yeah I mean, yeah. I wasn't big on Tamlin at the very, very beginning. Like, he was kind of standoffish. So yeah. I was like, oh, like, there's this other guy, and he seems to be a little bit more friendly. So I would That's say, like, fair. the few pages, right, 
of like that first meeting, I was kind of like, oh, maybe. But then it just kind of does get snuffed out because then Lucian always points it towards Tamlin as like the... Yeah, which he had the, to do. Yeah, exactly. Um, so. But then also... but after So after that, I was like, oh, no, never. So that is interesting. Yeah. Um, I knew about Resand before we read them. I know. But the book club. So like there was... When I was reading this, I was like waiting you know, for like, Tamlin's fall. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I wasn't like... <laughs> Yeah, and so I think yeah. that's, a, that's probably a different space to be coming at it from, just yeah. in my experience. So. Yeah, I know that that was such a magical time to like read it and not know Rory Sand was coming. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. That was magical, quite I, literally. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was another one of those where I was like. When does he get good too? When I, when it was Resand because he was yeah. like such a dick down down in the mountain. Yeah, and I was like, this yeah, is that's like... yeah, that's what is so interesting is that the first book he's still a villain when you're done. Yeah, he's like still yeah, like he kind of helped her, but it wasn't. You thought okay, mm-hmm. this is a character that'll probably come up later. It was like, it was very much like helping her while also like getting her drunk on fairy wine, getting yeah. her half like half, half naked, not helping um, her as much as he could. <laughs> and like what we find out later is that he is, but at the time exactly. it just looks like he's like brooding exactly. at her and he's like pretending that he's Tamlin teasing. to kiss her, yeah. yeah, like teasing her in like a derogatory way, and then yeah, you realize the thing, that's the thing too is like as much as I've been kind of like I hope I see Tamlin's redemption arc. I, w- I will also admit that like he's an asshole he's not that great in the first book in terms of like boyfriend material yeah and so when i was seeing resan i was like okay thank god at least there's like an actual viable option here and not just like a dead fish yeah and then and then resan's world opens you up to all of the other yes wonderful men yes. but lucian like is a better option than tamlin he is he is uh, like I kind of didn't like well so his loyalty to Tamlin makes sense yeah you feel bad but it makes sense yeah but like I still feel like he should have seen the wrong that was being done to her right yeah and that's kind yeah. of what you hoped and he he seemed to be kind of like a a wet fish like he wasn't really like wanting like to stand fish? yeah that's what I meant <laughs> All fish are wet. Yeah. <laughs> Not a dry Fun fish. Fun fact. Yeah. Fun fact. <laughs> but like, um, yeah, he I didn't would... seem to have like any like um, conviction. Pers- yes. Like, I was, I was just going to say yeah. that. Yes. His, his personality it's is wishy-washy. like Tamlin's puppy to begin yeah. with. Yeah. And it is nice to see him like come out of that and like figure out himself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will also say that like, actually i forgot okay it's okay yes um fun fact actual fun fact since i just said that a minute ago um i did see online there is currently a rumor about the plot of the next akatar movie and i wanted to see your actual sorry book i wanted to see your actual reaction so i was like i gotta not send this to her and hopefully she doesn't see it is that it's and who's no? Maybe this is wrong. Maybe this is just a ploy to see who Moss can't trust, and it's all a lie. But this is what I read on the internet: is that it's about Lucian and his family, like him dealing with his family. I remember what I was going to say. Okay, 
in relation to what you just said too, kind of in this subject is that like, I feel like we don't get a good basis for what fairy culture is. And I feel like we yes. still don't really know what it is because we start out with this very isolated community, which is yes. the only living community. The spring court. In, 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 yeah. The spring court during like Amarantha's role. Yeah. And then we jump ahead and we jump ahead to this like near utopia that is yeah. Prithian. And so it's like, I, I get being like angry with Lucian for like Lucian. Oh, Valeris. Valeris. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I get being frustrated with Luce, uh, Lucian for his complacency with yeah. Tamlin. But you also have to understand that like he's coming from a place of like torture. In yeah. his eyes, Tamlin is not actually that bad. And we see yeah. him breaking on that as Tamlin gets worse. Yeah. It's like his threshold for understanding how that feels to to Feyre is just so much like higher than hers is. Yeah. For that kind of treatment. Yeah. Like, Feyre comes from, like, class and, like, being poor and surviving. Mm -hmm. But Lucian yeah. comes from, like, actual, like, torture from his own family and his own court and a very yeah. severe culture of yeah. uh, magic and all of the like strength. He watched his, his first love get killed by his, his brother or his father and right in front of him. Yeah. And so it's, like... Feyre, and this isn't to like downplay at all her experience, but it's like she was feeling that way because she'd had like a genuinely loving uh, experience with her parents when she was younger. Yeah. Whereas like, yes, yeah, she was, yeah, yeah. Like, yes, she was, uh, you know, manipulated and emotionally abused by by some of her family. But that just, like, pales in comparison. So it's, like, she is getting that again from Tamlin, and that's why she's having the reaction that she's having. Yeah. And she kind of has, like, this... A, a better perception of, like, what can be and what is. Yeah. In this situation. Whereas, like, he comes... Lucian, Lucian comes from, like, torture, just, like, for fun kind of violence in their kingdom, in their court. Yeah, and like... so as far as he's concerned, like, this is not to start out not that bad yeah like tamlin is a haven for him yeah exactly even if and that's so it doesn't not even like to him yeah. at first that that he that tamlin could be bad yeah he's like tamlin helped us save the entire fey world so what are you talking about yeah so yeah. i'm really excited about this okay lucian a yes. book on yes. lucian which also means it'll inadvertently be a book about elaine without us having to like spend half the book trying to figure out that elaine is interesting because <laughs> we'll get it from his point of view that's kind of like a genius move oh god that is a genius point of move of the person yes. who's in love with her because he's gonna see everything about her that we aren't seeing because we're seeing Farah and nesta and reese yeah and cassian yeah, exactly like oh mm -hmm. my god that's exciting okay so lucian and then we get like the whole story. We'll get probably get more of more. I hope so. Yeah. And we'll definitely get more of like the fey human relations out there. Cause too, more, because... cause more is the one that like, I was hmm. more is the one who saved Feyre. More is the one that like Eric or who's Eris, Eris like fucked over. 
Remember that whole backstory? More. Oh yeah. Well, he did. In his own eyes, he helped yes. more. Yes. Because he was like, she doesn't need to be here. But the, the autumn court going. and more yeah. have like a relationship. And then you have Yeah, a negative one. Yeah. And then see, and I think this is okay. I think this is gonna lead to <laughs> Crescent City. I've said this, Autumn Court, because they're the autumn, the autumn king, like I yeah. don't I don't think that's random. Yeah, me either. That's not random. I'm very especially excited. like you've got the autumn king and so in crescent city you've got like the autumn court and yeah. the yet to be met uh shadow yeah kind of almost night courty people yeah you just know that it's like rune's mother who was only married to produce a powerful offspring but also wasn't there the part where like we find out that the king specifically was looking for somebody that would potentially have like x abilities like the abilities that rune has just very small Mm. um and so he was trying to like play into the uh prophecy a little bit so there is something there with like the shadow singing people and autumn people and then also the fact that rune looks like resand but he's got the same abilities as Asriel. And what do you what do you mean by shadow singing? Asriel. Yeah. Rune can do that stuff. Oh, that's does he have the shadows? He does the, that's the thing, is like I don't think he has it quite as much. Okay. Cause I Yeah, hold on, let me look up. Because I thought he had what Resand has. Which is the minor telepathy. Like he can talk to people. Telepathy? What? Telepathy. Telepathy, yeah. <laughs> uh, he does have that. Let's see here. He's starborn, so they think, but he's not really starborn. Okay. I love like the fandom.com because it's so convenient. But it's also like the slowest website. Because <laughs> there's so much on it. Yes. And then there's also just so many ads. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's what it is. So we've got the Fae Physiology, which is the normal stuff. This is listed under powers and abilities. Okay. Did you hear all that okay? Because I got kind of slow for a second. I think yes, it's I because did hear of the it. website. Okay. Yeah, I did hear it. <laughs> I'm going to close it as soon as we're done with this. Sure. Um, he's got telepathy. Um, and then Avalon. Avalon. Magic. Through his mother's line, Rune has the ability to manipulate shadows. This includes summoning and walking through them and cloaking himself and others in darkness. Okay, so that is a shadow singer thing. Yeah, and so (gasps) I think it was when they were trying to escape one of the attacks, Rune covered them in shadows. Yes, say it. Okay, I know this doesn't make sense in the scheme of, like, offspring because (laughs) gross, but... Can we get a Lucian, Azriel, and Elaine <laughs> threesome, please? That'd be hot. That'd be hot. I, I mean, okay. I mean, I need I, to. I want to know Lucian in the bedroom a little bit more. I need to like feel that I hope out. You do. But I think he'd I'm, be like very like. He'd be like, he'd be like a helper. You know, he'd be like the yeah. He'd be like the one that's like the caregiver. 
And then Azrael would he'd be like, the not complain for a second about having to like hold you up in the shower. Yeah. Like he's a good hesitation. he's a good he's a good yeah. um balance to Azrael. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sarah. <laughs> Sarah. Give us give us the threesome. Please. Speaking of which, I do also want to talk about something else. Um, yes. I'll get to I'll get to that in a second. Um, yeah. It lit my whole face up because it's from an email. So, mm-hmm. um, I hope that we get to see as or like not as real, uh, Lucian like engaging with somebody. Yeah, I don't want to see him just like moping and like yeah. celibate for all of the book. Too, just because I don't want to read it. Yeah, like, I want to read him like, even if it's just like him, not like just having sex because he needs to get it out of his system not well, because, kind of like, like he kind of like when that uh, that um scene when rune is just like eating that girl girl out like yeah something like, like that he, something to see see so his... clearly likes hypoxia yeah but he also wants to get off he wants yeah. to like make someone come yeah yeah like that yeah. that kind of mentality yeah. and also like so much of in the background like lucian's story is the arc of him like the aftermath of leaving his family mm-hmm. and be- being like I like ostracized from them to join Tamlin, realizing that Tamlin is not as perfect as he thought he was because he was like quote unquote his savior, mm-hmm. to entering a space Valaris where there's enough resources that he is fully able to like, like we've talked about before is like when people are provided with the resources, the food, the money, the water, the housing that they need to survive, then they don't have to just survive. Yeah. They can thrive. Right. And so I feel like if we also look back at the fact that like part of the reason he probably felt so safe with uh, with Tamlin is because on some level he had to have recognized that Tamlin was as conditional as his family was. Right. And so he was still living out those habits, just not with quite as dire of consequences. And so it's yeah. easy again to downplay his yeah. manipulations or his his moods because it's like, well, you know, it's not actually that bad. Yeah. Um, and so it's like now we've reached a point with with Lucian in the background where like he is part of the inner court. Technically, he has his own apartment in in Valaris. Um, he's in some ways come to terms with this distance between him and Elaine. So it's like, he's just kind of floating with support to figure yeah. out who he is. And that'll yeah. be really fun to read. Yes. Yes. I'm so excited. I fucking hope yeah. so. I hope this is what's actually I happening. Fucking I hope, hope so. This- yeah. I love, I love this because you, you also have been like very pro, very interested in Lucian. Yeah. Like, yeah. Which I was always like, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Lucian. I, like, I never thought of him as like kind of a big player because he's always, you know, because Reese just kind of put him on the back burner, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because, you I know, Reese is gone. very interesting. And <laughs> yeah, no, he is. Yeah, he is. <laughs> <laughs> Lucian is really interesting. And I think that would be because he, okay. So, because you've made really good points about his like arc and he does have, open-ended arc that -hmm. needs to be finished Azrael, i feel like still doesn't really have that open-ended arc yet i feel like he's still if like if there is one he's still so at the beginning of it yeah which is just that like for the first two books three books no i guess first two books where we knew him he was just fucking head over heels for more 
Yeah. Yeah. It's like, that's not an arc. Yeah. And that's very tamped down. Either that or it's just been hidden. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing. Like it has been, we haven't yeah. seen a lot of that. I think yeah. it wasn't until silver flames where we really got to see more of him. And that's yeah. just because like, uh, it being Nesta and Cassian and the three of them living together up there, you got to see a lot more of it. Yeah. Yeah. It was so. more one-on-one and, and things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's just always very quiet. So I feel like being inside of his head will be important. And I do think it makes way more sense that she would leave Azrael for the last or like yeah. later, you know, or, like, she's not going to start she's gonna end high you know (laughs) yes we have to work our way up (laughs) and we also have to remember that like there's going to be a lot of overlap from here on out between this and crescent city Mm -hmm. and so it opens up a lot of possibilities in terms of like maybe the future books aren't actually technically about just like one character right because there's this whole like universe now this like this the whole crossover that's kind of I hope I hope not going to be just like one event, but that, that yeah. we're dealing with. Because the first, the first, okay, mm. so the first book was a kind of its own wrap up, yeah, of getting rid of Amarantha, and then book two, three, are all about the war with Hybern. Mm-hmm. and then you kind of have this like gray area with like Frost and Starlight and Silver Flames, where there's not a war; it's just people like it's it's very character building driven. an army yeah they're they're yeah. starting armies yeah very character driven mm-hmm. and so i think if there is because it's linked with crescent city it is going to start picking up with like that plot and those wars yeah. and so it would be nice to have one more book that's character driven before yeah character driven while still introducing those elements before it gets too mm-hmm. like messy like it gets too intense yeah and uh, I feel like <clears throat> I feel like we can't just finish this plot line necessarily. I mean, she could potentially because she these are like eight hundred pages, the first two. Mm-hmm. Um, but it feels like it won't be the end with the next Crescent City. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm just thinking about like another one of the other kind of like multiverse things that I've talked about before is Avengers and Marvel because I love Marvel. Yeah. Um. And it took them like ten years of build up mm-hmm. to get to Avengers Endgame, and it wasn't just that like the movie before we realized what was going on, and then the movie, the next movie was like the big thing. It was the very first inkling of the uh like where things are going was in let's see here hold on a second the first guardians of the galaxy movie because they introduced the infinity stones because it's now it's referred to as like the infinity saga because that's like where mm-hmm. the full thing led to um and that came out in 2014 and then uh in avengers infinity war came out in 2018 so it's like a full four years later right there was several movies in between that with like different leaders and everything and like actually technically (laughs) technically speaking the first infinity stone is introduced in 
the first Captain America movie Mm -hmm. because it's like encased in something else that is revealed later to be an Infinity Stone. And so it's like they've been kind of introducing, enforcing, like teasing it for a long time. And so I just, I really feel like to do it, you can't just have this whole like crossover plot be done in just this book. Yeah. Because I don't know that she's, there's a lot of shit that's been introduced, you know? Do you mean like in the Lucian book? In the Lucian book and in the Crescent City book. Like that's kind of what I'm saying is that like, I we feel need like the a little Lucian bit book more is gonna like, tie in. Yeah. Because I don't think Crescent City can just I don't think the whole like crossover event can be finished in just Crescent City. Yeah. And so I'm wondering how much of it is gonna be like the tone of it of the like the new Akatar tone mixed with like the crossover stuff, just like a working book. Yeah. Where like sorry, I'm rearranging my legs on my golem chair. You're, you're See, sorry all of that just like it's a very really yeah. long-winded kind of way to say that like not that i think she can't do it but i feel like it would be rushed i want more out of it yeah i mean so it took two i think what did you say two 800 page books crescent city yeah. to really set up that world yeah. and then the last page <laughs> yeah exactly to be like Ta-da! Mm-hmm. and like that's that's nuts and so i feel like it's going it's going to be really frustrating actually i yeah. think when we start reading and there's not going to be that much we're going to be like so the next one's going to be crescent city right the yeah. next book that's out it's just going to be hunt and braxis like <laughs> you know what i mean like for a while well, like the the plot the scenes are going to be like them for like a long time and then like fifth chapter and we'll get bryce talking with like pharaoh or something i hope so well i feel like they're actually gonna hold off on showing us hunt and rune because the uh that's where like the heartbreak happened at the end i know like, i know we don't actually know what's happening with them and so i feel like she'll hold off because like we know where pharaoh or wait pharaoh we know where bryce is yeah and so we're like well yeah we'll jump back to bryce but then it'll be like like you said like five six yeah, chapters yeah. in should be like no not yet you don't know where they are yet that sucks yeah it? exactly i know yeah. where they are you guys don't yeah that's i know gonna kill it's me. gonna be very frustrating because yeah. she, because we're, yeah. we want so many things at once we want <laughs> to know how i want to read this... all 800 pages just at into once. my brain <laughs> yeah <laughs> download download yep i'm yep. so excited when does the next book come out um that is the next crescent city book let's see I think I thought we. I got... believe it's early next year. February. Yes, January thirtieth. Oh, thank God! Yeah, yeah, get them, get them earlier and earlier, Sarah. Yeah, oh please. Oh my God, do. that's too, that's too much. Yeah, don't make us wait a year. Be like Arm and Trout and just whip them out. <laughs> just pump them out three yeah. in a year. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, speaking of Arm and Trout, though, it's so funny that you did that that little comment because. Kind of what I wanted to move on to next, which is yes. uh, somebody left the comment on our War of Two Queens episode uh-huh. on YouTube. And for those who either didn't listen or haven't read it or whatever, a little context. This is the first book with uh, a threesome. Yes. Not ever in, in the series. And um, the book got like a lot of shit in the reviews from the community, mm-hmm. I'll say, more than I think it deserved. And we kind of got into that. 
um in the episode yeah in the episode and like i think what it really boiled down to is that if i may speak on your behalf a little bit is that like we both thought that it was actually really natural lead up to like kieran being involved in some of uh being involved with them a little sexually because of the events that led up to it you know what i mean like it Mm -hmm. wasn't just that they invited kieran in and like wow he's actually so hot wow this is so nice it was like he was being her best friend for months and then it led into they get hawked back and then that leads it yeah yeah because i would say in gilded bones there the sexual tension began yeah so and, like, we had a lot even... of because they were friends and then like because yeah. i think that was a lot of like the argument was that like oh no he's a friend and now it's ruined or whatever but i think they became friends and then the sexual tension built the book before it happened so and then yeah. it continued to build in war to queens yeah exactly exactly and like there's never a moment between her and castile when any of that's happening where castile like shows anger or jealousy like Mm-hmm. it's a different culture guys it like exists in a fantasy world they're different so, like, they're different like beings like yeah. they're different species or whatever like yeah they're they aren't monogamous the same way that we are yeah so just to reiterate that a little bit yeah <clears throat> so here is the comment i enjoyed the book this is from user ccd626 so right. unfortunately you didn't give us our your name but I enjoyed the book, however, in terms of the backlash, I read several blogs where readers felt the storyline was too slow to build, the war never really happened, and they felt like the joining and relationship between the uh, uh, the joining and relationship building with Kieran was cheating. That's in quotes, cheating. I don't agree with any of this, but wanted to share what I found through my search of the backlash. The only part of the backlash that I spent time responding to on blogs was the joining. IMO, it's important for fantasies to be inclusive of all types of love, which is what we were kind of talking about, you know? Yes, yes. Yeah. This series offers stories of same-sex attraction, threesomes, unrequited love, heterosexual relationships, relationships with different types of beings. It's inclusive, and I love that. The other thing that's important for readers to remember, I think, is that it this is not reality. It's a fantasy book. <laughs> I, I'm going to be honest. I totally forgot she mentioned that part. But that is like, yes, that is exactly what we were saying. It's like fucking fantasy. She's yeah. not cheating on a real person. She, In fact, she's not cheating because her boyfriend, husband, wanted Kieran to be there. It yeah. wasn't just random sex. It was the joining. It was them making sure that they'd all be safe. Yeah. Tying their life forces to a god. Like, Yeah. <laughs> So it yeah. got a little sexy. Yeah. Uh, um, I like that comment. Oh, it's, there's still it's more. It's not done. Okay. It's not done. Uh, it's a fantasy book. Sigh, shaking my head. So while they might have expected this romance to be solely between two people, it's not 100% like that, period. If that's what they're seeking, find another book or series. But don't judge this one for exploring other types of relationships and love. Because readers like myself enjoy that exploration and find it interesting and exciting. There's something for everyone. No need to bash this author for doing her thing and appealing to certain audiences. Also, the joining was hinted at for a long time. So get yep. over it, people. LOL. You should have seen it coming. That's my two cents. Well, they're uh, correct yeah. because the joining was mentioned from like book one. Yeah. We absolutely. knew that this was going to happen. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we wanted it to happen. We were like, is it going to happen? Is it going to happen? Mm-hmm. Like, who wasn't thinking that? 
Yeah, you know? apparently some people, or they thought yeah. that it was going to be a chaste joining. They mentioned several times that the joining often doesn't ends up... have to be sexual, but it often does end up. Yeah, yeah, and it's like it's like the force of it. So it's like, why would this? What about Castile makes you think that he's not going to turn it sexual? Yeah, or Poppy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So um, yeah, so we agree with you. CCD six two six. Yeah, I I agree because obviously there are different sexual orientations, different relationship styles, different ways in which you can experience relationships, both non-sexual and sexual. And Mm -hmm. as a fantasy book, this is her idea of like what she wants to do. Yeah. This is her fantasy of what she wants to do with her books. If it's not your thing, don't read it. Yeah. Like you're like, for example, like it's really difficult for you to like get into like reverse harem. Yeah. Which is totally fair. It's just not my jam. It's just not your jam. It's hard for you to like get past like the possessiveness, whatever it's, it's whatever. And it's like, some people will read it. Some people won't. And like, you just need to like, and I think you made a really good point during that episode, which was, and if you have not listened to that episode, you should, because it's, I think one of our best, um, Mm-hmm. where we talk about the, a war of two, the, the war of two queens, which was that you talked about how it's likely not, it likely has nothing to do with the relationships. The, the, yeah. these people who have issues hasn't likely yeah. has nothing to do with Poppy, Kieran and Castile. It has more to do with people are just not ready. They're not yeah. ready to see like polygamy to see like mm-hmm. threesomes in like such a mainstream book, such a popular series for that matter. Because even like, yeah. even like, um, I know a lot of people who get more excited about talking about From Blood and Ash than they do like Akatar. Akatar's just mm-hmm. kind of always there. Akatar's something that, you know, the pastor's kid wasp will read. But from Blood and it's, Ash is someone it's like that the like one level. Yes, yes. And not in terms of content, but in terms of like, like access in, to the space. Exactly. To this it's space, very like accessible. Instagram. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So if you're reading from Blood and Ash, you're here. Yeah. You know, you've yeah. arrived. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You're deeper. That's like a 202 class. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. It's like, I think too, like when, if we think of like Akatar as this gateway drug. Yeah. <clears throat> Then it's like, what do people go to next? It's like some people, when they drink, like when they smoke weed, they don't go on to other things. Yeah. Some people, if we think of this again as like, okay, like it's some people go on to high fantasy romance, yeah. which is FBAA, it's Blood and Ash. Some people go on to the self published, smaller, easier reads. Like that's yeah. like the difference between us, which is that like, yeah. it's just, yeah, whatever floats your boat. And it just happened that this boat became highly successful and very well known yeah for sure and like i guess i would say that if there isn't some kind of controversy she's not doing it right yeah she needs to go deeper every time yep like that means that she's like i love that i fucking love that shit like Mm -hmm. If she's just doing what are, she thinks feels right. Exactly. And if the world isn't ready, that tells you about the world, not her. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, 
I think it's just that the loudest voices aren't ready. Not yeah. that the world isn't, because I would say that the world is actually ready. We're seeing a lot exactly. more, like like the comment was saying, like we are seeing a lot more yeah. expressions of like new kind of love. The head, the the idea that that Poppy betrayed by like having Kieran there is so like heteronormative, mm-hmm. monogamist, centrist kind of like bullshit. Because it is just like at the end of the day, not everybody's love looks the same as yours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, because, you know, my love, my kind of love, I was, like, into Kieran from day one. Yeah. So, what about me? Yeah, so what about, so now you finally got you him. Know, I know, like, I got him, and and with Castile, though, because I, I feel like it wouldn't have worked otherwise. Yeah. For that first time. I wouldn't have mind that sandwich. I know. The sandwich. Yes, that sandwich. The um, sandwich. <laughs> And then she also, I'm assuming this is a she, I probably shouldn't assume. So the the commenter also mentioned that like people found fault with like the plot taking too long, which Mm -hmm. I don't think it did because what's really happening in my view as a, as a fellow reader is that like, we're seeing Poppy grow again. Yeah. And that means that like the world around her is growing. So we've got like the dragon, we've got her actual family line which includes at this point like like two primals Mm -hmm. um and then like subsequently people saying that like oh it wasn't really a war it's like kind of was that's actually what most wars end up being is like a lot of political like last kind of not last but like a scattered events that kind of play together yeah because in the book, it was like you had like a random village that would be attacked and then they would go save these other people. And it's like there was actually a war happening. It yeah. just didn't look like Lord of the Rings. Yeah, it was. Yes, that's a good point. Which there wasn't like a like if a we really want to get into it, if yeah. we really want to get into it, it's a very Armin Trout does like a very like, I guess you would call it traditionally feminine perspective mm-hmm. where you're dealing with the particular not the whole yeah. lord of the rings is very like okay and then like this legion and then like this the whole, like, like we're, yeah the we're, whole like you're you're talking about yeah you're talking about like the army of the dead and you're talking about mm-hmm. rohan and you're talking about gondor and like this is like you're seeing it on the streets and you're yeah. dealing with the people as they travel We're seeing the daily the, yeah like what it looks like for like the people which mm-hmm. i did like in um two towers for me yeah. to go into that which was like you saw like the girl mm-hmm. and the boy having to like write off and like that you was not in the books <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly, that was not in the exactly. books yeah um, so and, and then like in the other ones there's a lot less like i say traveling but it's like when we see Rohan making their way to Helm's Deep, mm-hmm. we see them moving as a group. We see the after effects of like the the uh what are they called? Those dogs that yeah. chase them. Yeah. We see yeah. them like stopping to save the people. Like it's not just the battle at Helm's Deep. There yes. is two hours of movie that precede that. Yeah. Because not not you know what I mean. But like there's just so much little things they have yeah. to save uh theoden and they have to mm-hmm. establish that eowyn is actually a badass but feminine yes 
Yeah. So like that, yes, agreed. Where it's like we just because we don't get every single battle doesn't mean it's not actually still a war going on. Yeah. Um, and they're like it was because at the very end there's an actual battle where people die. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what do you? Well, you already well, talked about what you were reading. Yeah. Right so are what are you reading slash watching slash engaging with? Um. Currently, I am reading. Bear in the Nightingale. Oh yes, you've had that one for a while. Is it good? Yes, I got it a while ago. It is really good. I mean, I'm only like this many pages in, but I'm already really loving the like, uh, the imagery. It's really mm-hmm. like wintry, which is I like. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> when you're in when you're in Arizona, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the dawning yeah. of summer, you're like, um, let's curl up in the snow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, it's it's Slavic retelling. And so the main character, I'll read like a couple of the, let's see here. Winter lasts most of the year at the edge of the Russian wilderness. And in the long nights, Vasilisa and her siblings love to gather by the fire to listen to their nurse's fairy tales. Above our, above all, Vasya loves the story of Frost, the blue-eyed winter demon. Wise Russians fear him, for he claims unwary souls, and they honor the spirits that protect their homes from evil. So it kind of like starts with uh, all of the kids are on the fire, but Vasya hasn't been born yet. Uh-huh. Her mother is pregnant with her. So like the first night in the book, she's realized she's pregnant, um, but she looks really sickly. It seems like this next kid is really going to like do her in. They've already had four kids. And so that can be right. really hard on the female body, you know? Um, and so... I like that it's starting like outside of the story. We're seeing mm-hmm. the kind of like what Bossy is being born into, but it's going to lead into like her dad's going to remarry. He owns this town that they live in. He's like the head guy. And so he's got power. For some reason, her stepmother doesn't like her specifically. Um, and then she's going to find her way out. And I like that they use the name uh, Vasilisa. So mm-hmm. in Slavic, like Russian fairy tales, Vasilisa is one of the people that shows up like a lot, like the Prince Charming, where it's like Prince Charming is in like five or six uh, fairy tales if they're telling like a loose version, you know. Um, he's married Snow White and Cinderella and Aurora, right. um, Sleeping Beauty, and so I I like that it's just like so obviously like the main that character guy. Yeah. Of, of Slavic, yeah, like it's it is the the Slavic princess from from the fairy tales yeah so i like that um and it is kind of like dark and because it's not happy right but it's nice yes it's fun i like books like that that aren't like i like books that have a little bit of grit yeah. always liked that as much as i seem like a rainbows and butterflies kind of person <laughs> in character development like i love that because it comes from a place of because the person's coming from pain and strife yeah mm-hmm Mm-hmm. it's nice yeah, yeah. so I, I like it so far yeah. um i did just see if we're talking about other things we've engaged in i just saw the new guardians of the galaxy and it was just like such i'm gonna assume it's an ending because the director is leaving marvel the director or showrunner right. writer or whatever um is leaving marvel and all of the actors have kind of indicated that they either won't return unless it's james gunn like they don't want to sully his 
his mm-hmm. work or that they just won't return period and uh it was just such a like a succinct mm-hmm. ending like if you watch the trilogy together it's so beautiful it's so well done it's it's complete right it wrapped up well yeah really well really uh okay small spoilers so jump ahead a little bit if you don't want to hear this um nobody died it was just happy endings all around one of the characters for a little bit of background for you one of the characters had died in a previous movie in the infinity war endgame duology Mm -hmm. so she died in the first one and then in the second one in endgame she was part of the party that was like brought back from the past because they started to play with time travel a little bit yeah and so i think iron man's line is something like when you play with uh time time plays back or something like that right and so the evil villain who was her father who she was trying to run from the whole time he comes back from the past to the future from a point where she hasn't left him yet right and so she didn't realize she this this version of her gets to stay in the future and she didn't get to experience finding her family in the guardians of the galaxy she didn't get to experience finding love and peter quill um because the last thing they say to each other is she was like i love you more than anything mm-hmm. that's the last word that she the last thing that she our version of her says to him and so this movie really dealt with the fact that like this isn't his gamora mm. it's a 2013 version that hadn't met him yet um and so her ending was really hard because you want her to join the guardians again you want this version of her to join what we know as her family because she's looking for a family it's kind of like one of her arcs Mm -hmm. is like her and nebula two of the characters were adopted adopted and raised by this villain and he was just atrocious to them he abused them he mutilated nebula to the point where she's like more android than she is person anymore Right. And so, like, you see them both find their families, but but Gamora finds a different family. And so it's really bittersweet because you're like, wow, I wanted her to go back to the Guardians, but she's so happy. She's clear, like, this version has found her family. And that's, yeah. like, the sweet part of it. It's just yeah. so good. So, like, like, perfect in, like, a really unexpected, like, unclean way. Because... Mm-hmm he's dealing with that heartbreak too and it's like you want him to get his gamora back but he can't because that's that's not his gamora yeah yeah it's sad but good highly recommend yeah the music did not disappoint this time either guardians was known as like having some of the best music of any of the marvel movies right one of like the again for context for you um in the very first movie, we find out that Peter Quill, when he was taken, because he was taken from Earth to space, he had his, like, Walkman with him. And uh, two, like, tapes that his mom had burned for him. I don't know if you call it burned. when it That's what we called it in the 90s and the 2000s when you were burning CDs. But his mom had, like, made two tapes for him. Recorded. Like, little compilations. Kind of, Yeah um and it like little 1980s playlists because it was just like red bone and uh what's on that early album 
I think we had like George Harrison was in the first one. And so it's just like this random compilation of really good songs. And he just listens to those ones. And then he gets, he finds the second one. It was a gift from his mom that he refused to open. That was Mm -hmm. just like in his backpack when he was kidnapped, when he was uh, abducted. And so he opens up the second one and it's got more up-to-date music. It's not just the 70s. It's a little bit of the 80s too. It's got some, uh, what is it? Uh, it's got The Chain from Fleetwood. Right. It's got... Um, I love that song. Shoot. Yeah, such a good song. It's got, like, it's all leaving me now. I've just been listening yeah, yeah, to, yeah, like, yeah. the Guardians playlist on it's Spotify. It's just got some good stuff, yeah. It's got really good stuff. But then, okay, I'm giving you this whole... Yeah. So in, in the second one, he loses his Walkman because his evil father... A lot of evil fathers in, in this. His evil father um, breaks it to try to get him to like submit to him and so after his like after he they defeat him and everything his friend rocket i think it was knows sorry somebody else it was like yondu found this in one of the dumps and he gives him a zoom and he's like everybody's using zooms now <laughs> I know. and he's like it's got like five thousand songs on it and for those and of so- you zoomers who don't know what a zoom is it's like before iPods. They, they try to compete with and iPods. And if you yeah. don't know what an iPod is, <laughs> then we can't help you. We can't then help we, you. You're we done. Feel too old. Move on. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't know that there's much we can relate on. I know. So he's got this Zune with like 5,000 songs on it. And so at the very end of this movie, which had like a lot of heartache, you find out Rocket's backstory, which was really traumatizing to see it. Mm-hmm. It was kind of implied before um again with like the gamora she's not who we need her to be who we want her to be but like that's really heartbreaking and everything and people almost dying yeah and so they skip ahead to it's got like okay on these old devices also kids gather around on these old devices they would automatically make some playlists yeah and some of those playlists would be the time periods they came out of so like the decades right and so Rocket jumps ahead to the 2000s decade and it starts playing Florence and the Machine. And that's why that song is having its moment right now. Right. Because it's just this like, th- there's just like this unbridled joy that comes out of it. Yeah. Which is like a really beautiful moment. Yeah. A really beautiful way to end the story because they're all just, you can see that they feel like they're out of the hole now. Yeah. Yeah. So. I love that. Yeah. It was a beautiful, beautiful movie. So I had I had a moment where to go back to the we're old yeah. topic. I had a moment at work where a patient had brought in a CD with images on it. And no one at the front desk and the physical therapist who needed to view the images knew how to get them off and i was like wait what <laughs> like i was like it's just a usb you just put it in <laughs> and yeah. you put it bring up the file folder <sighs> yeah i really felt old because they're your age okay they See, never needed is, to use know. one they never needed to how? use one at what how though well how, genuinely... so how old are you you're 27 
I'm 28. Okay. You're, you're 95. Yeah. I'm 28. Yeah. That's a, yeah. Eight. That sounds right. So we're looking at 26, 27. <laughs> well, that's the thing is like, but like, I distinctly remember doing it in school. I don't know. The only pass is that a lot of like computers and laptops don't have disk drives anymore. Yeah. So I can understand it not being like immediately yeah. knowing how, but like when I see a CD, my first thought is I need like, to put what this into we... something. Yeah, exactly. Like they're like, yeah. what do we do with this? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. It was no. really funny. Are you okay? Like emotionally? <laughs> oh God. I know there's times there's times I'm when my age really like, comes out. Yeah. Um, I've got a comment about that as well. And I'm only 28. Hypothetically, I guess. Um, not too sure on that. Um, but like, I'm curious as to how they even managed to put it on a CD. Like, where did they get it? Who even sells well, so, CDs anymore? Well, so it's actually, it's a medical thing. So oh, you, okay, you okay. can't, yeah. So you can't like have just random files. Like it has to be like on a CD, kind of like, um, money on a CD. Yeah. Like it's a physical thing. It can't, it's not anywhere else kind of thing because mm -hmm. medical records, you know, you'd have to like be HIPAA compliant. But even so. then, like I'm, I'm questioning like what devices do they have that they put it on a CD as opposed to a USB? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the, that's that's the thing is like i don't even I don't know, know the MO. <laughs> where i would come across like this versus another product yeah it's uh, it's it's very common though um that is the sole way of getting images i have never seen a usb um unless it was like directly from the patient but if it's from yeah. a medical off clinic um it's always because we'll have like uh one of our yeah like uh providers who does a lot of like the musculoskeletal stuff he comes in and he's always using the one of the front desk computers on the left on the right because that's the one that has a CD drive so that yep, he can that, look yeah. at the x-rays because he can't yeah. he, his computer doesn't have one his laptop well, yeah. you know like it's just like that's I'm, what like, I'm saying i'm like <laughs> i think you need a little cd drive there mister like <laughs> we're working yeah <laughs> um okay so earlier today because we've got the new indiana jones movie coming out right and my mom was like watching the news and i just come out of my room all innocent happy day ahead of me yeah that wasn't gonna last so she was like indiana jones and the crystal skull didn't come out 15 years ago did it and i was like absolutely not so it did yeah it came out in fact it came out 15 years ago in about four days <laughs> may 22nd so like not even like there wasn't any there was no give on that it was yeah. <laughs> may 22nd 2008 and i think my life flashed before my eyes yeah because it's like i don't even like i don't have a problem with me getting old the problem with getting old which i'm realizing more is everything as I get older, else get everything gets old everything gets old yep. but like the fact that we have to explain what a zoom is just for people to understand what i'm talking about yeah if they haven't seen the movie like so what's funny is so so milo works with like children i couldn't i could never and he's like everyone listens to imagine dragons he knows all of why? like the words i know i'm yeah. like why what did they do 
<laughs> they came and I, they went, but apparently they're still here. And I and that's yeah. like I don't think Imagine Dragons is bad. It's just interesting like, that that's like yeah, the thing anyway. That, yeah, like like what I <laughs> like why I just, I just like what is I don't understand the youth. Yeah, like he's he and clearly they don't understand us either if they can't figure out a cd drive oh, oh god he's just like i'm I was trying to think of like something every day he's like he comes home with like something and i'm like oh is that what they're doing like just like, like this is our future like we're taught yeah. we sound like our parents of just yeah. like, oh, is that, you know, like, and we're, we're getting more, we're honing in to like what we like and what we like our camp, yeah. you know, we're no longer trying like you do in your twenties yeah. where you're like trying to be in both camps a little bit, but now we're just like, nope, we're in this camp. We will never be yeah. in that camp. And we just have to, and, and, and so part of us is like, like what? like why do they wear those things or like you know i just, just like, accepted I'm so that, confused. Like, <laughs> that like massive pants are back yeah i remember ian actually sent me a picture um because ian and i stay up to date on like pop culture things yes. right celebrity things um and it was like justin bieber back in like huge fucking pants and he's walking behind his wife Haley bieber formerly Haley baldwin and she's wearing like the cute like where they have like either really short shorts and no pants and like just like a blazer like suit shirt or suit jacket as their shirt tied up and like a little low cut you know it's like really right. cute and he's just fucking standing behind her and fucking like hammer pants in jean form and a t-shirt and I'm like dude the call is coming from inside the house like they yeah. are age stop trying like just wear yeah i don't know like because i also want to like i like to think a little bit that i'm not quite as bad as my parents where they're like i just don't get it we're like it's really you sure know, snide no almost. yeah of course like you don't want to be the ignorant me, one yeah and like i can i'll admit that i don't get it yeah but in like a passive like you know gen z but i'm not gonna pretend that i know why it it doesn't i yeah. you know why it exist or doesn't exist. like i'm not going to pretend that i think that they're stupid because they like that we exactly. all did it i don't <laughs> we all get it, fucking but, did it you know we all go through that shit yeah exactly like yeah. it is the circle of life yeah and i think the circle is just a lot easier to deal with when we can admit we don't know but still not have to worry about it you know yeah exactly exactly um yeah because i just things pop up and i'm like wow i'm old and then I have to remind myself, it's like, yeah, time kept moving, Melissa. I'll tell it came you back around. Something happened today where I was like, uh oh. So I have I was um wearing a dress earlier that has like the really string, like the string. Mm -hmm. Spaghetti straps. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, I could probably wear no bra with it, but like, you know, chafing and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um I didn't want like one to like fall, <laughs> stay up, you know, I needed just yeah. a little something. And so I was like, Oh, you know, I have these two bags of clothes I've been give trying to give away for like a while. And I dug out of it, this strapless bra that I have had 
since high school. Okay. And then I had to think to myself when that was, (laughs) how long have I had this thing? Okay. Let's do some serious math right now. What year you graduated? What was it? 2007. 2007. Yeah. That's like 14 years. No. Yes. 16. 16 years, my friend. Yeah. Now, and we're talking probably junior as well. Um, because I, it was a hand-me-down from someone. It was like some friend that was like, Oh, like whatever. And I took it and I always kept it around just in case, even though it like, doesn't, it doesn't like actually hold me. Like, in fact, it's awful, but like just an act, just some underwire to kind of keep it, (laughs) to keep, keep things like even, you know? So I wore it today and I was like, I don't know, maybe I'll hold on to it for another 15 years. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh, you could my also God. just totally like I don't think bra straps are an issue anymore. Yeah. I know, but I like I know. I've just never been the kind of person that can wear strapless very often. And so when I can, I like try. That's fair. That's fair. I also have never, like, as somebody with smaller boobs, much, much smaller boobs than you have. I've also never successfully had a strapless bra work. They're not. I think they're a lie. I think they are a lie. They yeah. don't. They're not real. Between them and the FDA, like, and I, there's just no one to trust. Yeah, and I do love the movement of like, who needs a bra kind of thing. Yeah, I personally feel more comfortable with a bra, but there's lots of people well, who don't like- wear bras, and like also like, the look is more like the look, the way culture is going is more like accepting of like that look used to be yeah. oh god it was like that mad men episode where the hippie teacher like she like bends down and like her boob almost falls out because she's not wearing a bra and then betty's just like like you know because she's like the yeah <laughs> and it's like the we're, we're well, there. during the, the like, 2000s there was another like no bra movement yeah and it would always be like you could see her nipples i distinctly remember that and so that like talk about like complexes that that girls young young women get yes um but i do think like i also tend to wear them more during the summer than during the winter for one there's nothing at that point between like if i if during the winter you know you wear a sweater you you have layers yeah and there's nothing like showing yeah yeah um but during the summer a bra is nice one for, for sweat yeah something to collect the, the sweat yeah to hit the bra before you get like those nice little like <laughs> crescent moons under your boobs um and then also just like to hide the nipple yeah so, yeah yeah well so I'm definitely like i don't like bras but they are necessary evil during the summer yes i do think um it was friends there's that era in the late 90s Yep. When I swear to God, the stylists like put nipples in their like yeah. shirts or something because it wasn't like a thing that came ebbed and flow. It wasn't a thing that like came yeah. and went with like the season. They were always there, always, always throughout there. the entire yep. episode. You know how like you can tell they've cut it because like their hair is different. Their nipples are always erect. <laughs> yep. And I think that it was like such a fad then it was nuts. And like, oh my God. And I have some bras that are like unlined because I like that sometimes. Oh, yeah, Cause I kind of like yeah. my boobs to hang 
what way they will. It gives them a little bit more breathing room. And the problem is, is sometimes I'll forget and I'll wear a white shirt. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. we can't do this. And it's not like, I'm just like, I'm not trying you guys. It's just <laughs> what my body does. Yeah. So anyways, we need to cancel bras. Cancel bras. But, yeah. And just wear cloth. Cloth. Oh God. Yeah. I have considered on multiple occasions, just going back to like camisoles. Oh, I remember those. And like no bra, just like do like a loose yeah. one. Well, the, um, remember the built-in bra camisoles that were big? Oh and, like, yeah. Those middle are the school? only ones I had. Yeah. yeah. And that's because I had such small boobs back then that it was either that or like triple padded because everything we had was just like aggressively padded for our size. Oh yeah. Back then. For, yeah. Like, cause every, yeah, everything was push up. Yeah. Everything was push up. Everything had like an inch full inch of padding on it and it was just yeah. it was middle yeah. school and I was up here yep. and I didn't have I barely had an A cup and so I don't know how that happened um, yeah only through I, I hated the scientific cam- amount of padding yeah <laughs> I always hated those camisoles because my boobs wouldn't <laughs> and I would like have just like the band kind of like it just like didn't fit and so oh, yeah. I was very excited when they started making ones without them it was nice because there was a time in my life when I w- always wanted to try and look smaller. So mm-hmm. I would wear it like to kind of, you know, like extra mm-hmm. padding or whatever. Like binding. Yeah. There was a lot of, yeah. yeah, binding. There was a lot of, a lot of wearing two bras. <laughs> oh, well, that sucks. I know it's sad, but it's okay. We live and we learn and like grow now, out of now I'm just like, now I'm like, oh no, I need just a little underwire so I don't like, <laughs> so one <Yeah>. doesn't fall. <laughs> well, and like I talk about like the camisoles and everything, like I don't already wear simply like like strictly bralettes. Yeah. Nothing lined. I take the liners out of them. They don't have underwire. Yeah. They don't have yeah. clasps or anything. It's just I'm wearing half a tank top. That's so nice. It is. Yeah. And it keeps them, it doesn't like support. I don't really need support because again, they're so small, at least not at this point. As I get older, I probably will. Um, Just like keeps them there. They're just, right, yeah, there, just right where they need to be. It's it's also just cozy. Like I'll go yeah. through phases where I'm like, I kind of need to let them free. And then I'll go through phases where I'm like, like I need to cocoon. And yeah. I want, I want to wear like a nice, like, yeah. Well, like the thing is they aren't too tight either. So like, I don't have like tightness around my my like upper or like lower yeah. chest yeah um which is really it's... nice because i've definitely had like bralettes where it's like it's not an underwire but it's tied and sewn enough at the bottom where like you're just holding a rope around you yeah like, that's yeah, yeah that's yeah. the like, opposite of what i'm trying to do here yeah i'm trying to not feel anything yeah <laughs> we're trying to float yeah exactly haven't you ever floated yeah uh yeah so that's what i've been that's what yeah. i'm up to yeah bras and summer bras Mm-hmm. yeah oh my god we're getting thunder did you hear it i heard something but i thought maybe was that thunder did yeah, i hear I thought thunder was, i thought it was like uh did you just do it again wow yeah it's it was it's still kind of rolling just far away like a bunch was set off so on that note yeah not now i'm gonna open some windows and yeah. get some tea going and keep reading my book yes i'm so oh, by the way, this is by katherine arden this is the first of the winter night trilogy the bear and the nightingale 
the bear and the nightingale. And I'm really hoping that uh, Vasya and Frost get together. So, bang. Yes. Thorough, thoroughly. Lots of cold sex. They did kind of like Warm already sex. hint at it. Huh? So, <laughs> is the, there sex in the book? I don't know. I don't know yet. Um, but the first story that we hear when they start the, the book out, like when they're sitting around the oven. So it's called the peach, by the way. I loved that detail. They didn't really call it the peach, at least not yet. P-I-C-H. And that is in Slavic households, you'll have like the oven, which is also like the heater, which is also the like, hearth. Well, it'll be open up on top. Not open, I should say, but like there'll be a section. So like you'll have the oven opening here. It's like the vent. And then above it, above it, not a vent, where the elderly and the young and sometimes the sick will sleep because during mm. the winter months it keeps them warmer. Because nice. it's like a nice little heater there. And so I kind of like that they start oh, the story yeah. around the peach and they've got that as like this element because that is like like the hearth where it's like that is the central nice. nervous system essentially of like the family system. Yeah. So. I like that. Yeah, like That's nice cool. little details like that are why I really enjoy retelling. You love so that, yeah. Like, yes, yeah, oh, I you love, love that. that. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna read this now that we've got the yes downpour vibes, which I yes. wish you could see, but it'll fuck up all of my lighting. So yeah, no worries. Yeah, enjoy your evening reading. Thank you. You too. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thank you for listening and joining us for another week. Thanks, you guys make sure to like and subscribe to the pod. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Wherever you pod. Until next time. Happy reading. Happy reading. Bye. Bye.